0: Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? It's your host, Sleepless Demon, the host with the most back on episode three of the Sleep with Demon podcast, where we talk about everything that involves video game and the topics related to them. Let's get right into this. So for all of you who don't know, E3, the Ubisoft Forward, Nintendo Direct, all those big gaming conferences have just happened this weekend, I think they're going to be wrapping it up tomorrow. If not, they've been wrapped up today, at which I'm recording this on the 15th if you guys don't know these events are basically where they showcase all the big games and what they got coming up pretty soon and we're gonna get into this but first i just want to say thank you guys for tuning in i really appreciate it go ahead and subscribe to the podcast leave a review on your podcast platform of choice it really helps me out thank you guys i hope you guys have a great day now with that being said let's get back into this episode So, there were a few games that stood out to me from the E3 press conference, the Ubisoft forward event, and the Xbox event. The first thing that I would like to say is I'm a little disappointed that we saw no news concerning The Division 2 and The Division Heartland, which are Ubisoft's, well, one of Ubisoft's main games. I'm a little sad by this because they released a, they had a post on their Instagram where they said the Division 2 team is hard at work but they would not be at the Ubisoft Forward event which in my mind was a letdown because they brought up this new content I want to say back in March earlier this year around the second year anniversary of the Division 2 and then not too long ago we just got leaks of Heartland and what Heartland is supposed to be and now you're telling us well i'm sorry but we're not going to be at our own press conference i don't care if we don't see gameplay i don't care if you don't tell us any lore i just want to know that you guys are working on it and for ubisoft not to show that off for me was as a division fan was kind of a letdown now some things that they did show off that i am impressed by i don't really like them all that much but i'm impressed by them i'm impressed because that Riders Republic game, it's a nice game. It's a nice looking game. It looks nice. It probably is going to play amazing, but I'm not sure. You know, it's Ubisoft, so their games are a little janky. Um, they also released a Rainbow Six Extraction game, which for those of you who don't know, Rainbow Six is their tactical shooter game that Ubisoft made using Tom Clancy's books, his titles, and things like that. So, If you don't know, Rainbow Six Siege is the primary game where this new game, Rainbow Six Extraction, that they announced at their conference a few days ago takes place. So that is basically where they took the characters from Rainbow Six Siege and put them in a player versus environment type setting that is based off an event that was in the Siege universe called Outbreak, where there was an alien invasion type of thing i don't really know because i wasn't playing rainbow six siege at that time so i've only heard what extraction was supposed to be based on but i i want to say i'm a little impressed by extraction i'm only impressed because i never played the outbreak event but everyone in the comments is saying the game sucks the game doesn't look like it plays that well the graphics are reused. the animations are reused. the assets are reused. All of that and they're just downplaying the game and i can see where they're coming from but at the same time what a lot of people don't know is ubisoft has said this a very long time ago in an earnings call report they make more money from releasing new titles than they do expansions and a lot of people were clamoring and hollering in the comments saying that oh this should have been an expansion to siege i'm not paying sixty dollars for this which is a valid point it could have very well been an expansion to siege and it should not be 60 dollars for the price of what they're getting i understand but then again as i just said they make more money off of making new games than they do expansions game modes and things like that so i understand why they did it plus as a person who enjoys rainbow six siege but sometimes does not want to play other people this game is I wanna say it's perfect for me, but I gotta see some more gameplay. Going into that one, we have, you know, we saw that they have new uh, mechanics. So for example, the Claymore. In regular siege, you know, Claymore, you walk by the red line, it blows up. In extraction, the Claymore has five lightning bolts that charge after you. You know, that charge and explode when the aliens walk by. and i i like it i like it they also have uh they have these new knives and things that you have to silently take down enemies with they have uh they have i think it's seven different there's a grunt which is the basic enemy there's a breacher who is an explosive enemy who has like this giant pod on his back you have to shoot it to explode they have uh a, a max legendary enemy i guess it's a max legendary that's what i'm thinking of it of it to be called an apex which i think is supposed to be the strongest of the song of the aliens and then there's a a tank enemy called the breacher i believe no the the breacher or the breaker i believe his name is i don't know what his name is but he looks pretty cool but i'm a little concerned about the game because they're asking for 60 dollars, which is a lot i don't say it's too too much because we all know what happens with Ubisoft games. They charge 60 bucks, and then as soon as that shit goes on sale, it's on sale for like fucking 12 to 15 to $20. Dollars. So I ain't really selected that much. I'm not going to pick it up at launch. I'm going to wait for a price drop or a sale, and then I'll play it. Because like I said, I am very excited for that. Now, if you go and you pre-order it, I don't think you should. But if you do, you get a Lion and a Finca skin. These were the two primary operators that were... Headlining the outbreak event when it showed up in siege a few years ago. I think was it a few years ago? I think so. I'm not sure. Um, and then in the secondary pack, in the deluxe edition, you get uh you get a red, you get two red skins, a 10% bonus in the in-game store, which we know it's gonna be filled with microtransactions because Ubisoft. Uh you get alibi charms, weapon skins, all that sort of thing and then as a bonus if you have played rainbow six siege and extraction you get 18 plus operators now they did say that some operators from siege might be coming over to extraction we don't know which ones but we do know that ella was there we know lion was there we know doc was there we know nomad was there those we do know we also know hibana and pulse were there as well now what's interesting about extraction is that When you die with a certain character, you basically go into like this yellowish goo type of thing, and your character is stuck in that. You have to go send someone to rescue them. Now, what happened, that while that's interesting is, excuse me for the tongue twist there, why that's interesting is if you go back to rescue that person, they lost all their upgrades. And if you lose, you lose all your upgrades for that character too. So it's it's interesting do you go back and you risk it and you try to rescue them or do you do one mission and then pull out now about the mission structure there's three missions there's the first second and the third mission third mission is hardest the second mission is a little bit harder and the first mission is easy and they have a threat level now a lot of the youtubers that i saw playing the game said that the game was too easy and stuff and everything like that which rightfully so because ubisoft probably only let them play on the easiest difficulty just to show it off plus you know again it's literally the easiest difficulty they only wanted them to show it off and i don't know i'm excited for extraction but i'm not going to pick it up full price i don't want to talk too much about it because they have other games that i want to mention Ubisoft be also brought out the avatar game you you remember it, avatar if you haven't it was a movie that came out i believe in 2008 2009 where they had like the blue people with like the the tree of life and all that yeah Ubisoft made a game for them now. I first I was excited, then I thought about something. That movie came out in 2009. That movie came out when I was 10 years old. I'm 21 now. Why would anyone want to play this? Do I think it's gonna fly off the shelf? No, not really. I'm excited to see what it looks like and see the story. I'm probably not gonna buy that bitch, but I'm excited to see the story and how they do it because if if it's a plain clear copy of the movie i don't want to i'm not gonna watch that and play it again because it makes no sense i watched the movie already why would i play a game of the movie you get what i'm saying so that was that riders republics looks nice you know they had the crew and for honor those games i'm not really interested in then they had the bloodline dlc we saw Aiden pierce come back and we saw wrench come back i don't know what's going on with that but apparently Aiden, Pierce, and Wrench from Watch Dogs 2 got some type of beef going on with some type of device that they need. That's all I know. Going into the Xbox and Bethesda conference. Boy, listen, I got something to tell y'all. Now, your boy Sleep has never played a Halo game. But that Halo Infinite? Seeing that be free to play? Boy, I'm gonna try that. And let me tell you another thing that interests me about that. Another thing that interests me about that is their battle passes now you guys know if a game is free to play it's most likely gonna have some type of battle pass with you know account boost money premium currency that sort of thing skins that sort of stuff right but you know that you know once you uh you buy it when the season is over it disappears right and you can't get it again unless they would have put the items and stuff in the in-game store and make you pay for it that way which is cool i like that option too but halo infinite took a different route that game is free to play boom like i said never played a halo game so that is a great segue for me second thing that i like about this game the only thing that you can buy in that game is cosmetics there's no account boost there's no guns you can buy in the store none of that shit none of that shit like call of duty none of that straight cosmetics and the cosmetics bro that we saw in that trailer that that samurai Hibusa skin Bro, that shit was fire. Then they said we got customization. We could make our, our Spartan look like us. Bro, I'm loving that. I'm going to make my character have a, a, a robot arm and a robot leg. I'm going to tell you guys about that in a future episode once I get, you know, comfortable exploring that information. But I'm going to make him have a robot right arm and a robot right leg. And, you know, I'm going to dress him up like a, like a tank character because I want him to have like light machine guns or something like that seeing the dude fly around with like that sludge hammer like he banged it on somebody and they died and like the overshield thing and, and how he deflected that bullet and like sent it back to the dude in the multiplayer trailer bro that was crazy now back to the battle pass halo infinite's team said that the battle pass would never be taken away from you what does that mean when you buy the battle pass it doesn't matter if you buy it the first day it comes out or the last day it comes out when you buy it it is yours forever they will not take it away from you so that means you could buy it the last day of the season right the next season shows up the next week and you could still progress through the previous battle pass and for me i really like that idea because you know people have lives people gotta work people got school such as myself we got school and that's a big obligation for us people got kids you know people have emergencies sometimes people just don't feel the Feel, feel like playing the game so you know they take a few days off if they get some rest they go do something else and then they, and then they come back to the game and i really like that halo's infinite team said that they're not taking the battle pass. it's yours forever they'll never do it that's cool to me i really like that and then with the halo infinite multiplayer being free to play again that's going to draw me and a million other people like me into the halo franchise what do i mean i play primarily on playstation but i recently as i'm recording this podcast on i have a gaming laptop it can run most of my favorite games at low settings and i say low settings because i prioritize frame rates i don't really care about graphics i like the frames as long as i have frames and games i'm good and i can play that for free and knowing that i have the battle pass on my side where i don't have to pay for it at all well no not that i don't have to pay for it i'm pretty sure they're going to have a free track as well But knowing that I could pay for it and then stop playing the game for like a week, two weeks, maybe even a month at a time, and come back and still progress that battle pass, that's definitely gonna make me play Halo. And another thing is the Master Chief Collection. I know it has nothing to do with Halo Infinite. It's only 40 bucks. So if I like the multiplayer and I'm interested in the multiplayer and how the guns play and stuff, I might wanna learn the story. So I might either watch a YouTube lore video or play play the Master Chief Collection on Steam for 40 bucks. So that's one thing I'm ex- um, excited about. I'm very excited about that. Another thing Xbox did that I'm very excited about is uh, Fallout 76. They said the expeditions are finally supposed to be coming in the game, which is supposed to be repeatable missions, not like daily ops, but like you could go there. It's like a, it's a, it's an instance location, and you could go there, and it repeats itself, and things like that. I don't really know too much about it. I heard something about it a while ago, but I, I honestly forgot I have ADHD, so I forget things a lot. You probably could tell because I talk hella fast. If you can't tell that I have ADHD from how fast I'm talking, then well, yes, I have ADHD. So <laughs> funny tidbit about me. But like I was saying, they have expeditions in the game, which is supposed to be repeatable missions. Don't know how repeatable they are. I don't know if they're going to be like a weekly thing or you can do them every day. But aside from the expeditions coming, those are not slated to come until next year. They said the Steel Dawn DLC is coming. I don't know if it's still dawn, it's still rain. I don't remember honestly. But you decide the fate of the Brotherhood. I have not done the previous DLC. I did Wastelanders, but I didn't do the previous one because I didn't want to start it and then go through it and then Still Dawn comes out and still rain. And then I forget everything. But apparently it looks like we decide the fate of the brotherhood now i just want to ask you guys a question i know you have no way of answering this but the faction system in fallout 76 do you guys like it like we have no consequences like example i'm a dude in the mistress of mysteries i thought that was a female only faction but i'm a dude in that faction uh the free states the free states are gone they don't exist no more. The Mothman. I would like to see a DLC about the Mothman. I think that'd be pretty cool. uh I'd also like to see a, a DLC about the Enclave. That'd be pretty cool too. Or the Responders. Am I the only one who's tired of seeing Brotherhood shit in Fallout? Like, I get it, the Brotherhood and popular. I get they had their own game. But honestly, man, I'm just tired as shit of saying the Brotherhood get the love, bro. Like, all these other factions in 76, and the only one we get a DLC for is. The Brotherhood, come on, Bethesda. come on, Todd. That's 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 bullshit to me, man. I'm still gonna play that motherfucker, though. You best believe that. But I just want to see some more faction love, dog. Like, let me get an enclave DLC, please. Please let me get an enclave DLC. I don't like them, I don't like that faction because they're just a bunch of power hungry assholes. In my character, I role play my character as a firefighter in the responders, and he goes around helping people. But he sided with Brotherhood because he needed the power armor and he needed heavy weapons training. But I'm just tired of seeing the Brotherhood. I want to see some Enclave DLC. I want to see some Responders DLC. A lot of people really like the Responders, so I would like to see other factions have DLC. And then finally, because we're approaching the 20-minute mark, I want to keep it. I want to keep it moving. Excuse me. I want to keep it moving. Go go to the next game. The next game I want to talk about is Back for Blood. If you don't know what Back for Blood is, it's a game made by Total Rock Studios. I think that's the people no, I don't I don't know if that's the people that made Left for Dead and Left 4 Dead 2. I know that was made by Valve, but I don't know if Turtle Rock had anything to do with that. Uh so Back for Blood is the spiritual successor to the Left 4 Dead franchise. If you don't know the Left 4 Dead franchise, you play 4 player co-op against a horde of zombies, and it has an adaptive AI called the Director. Now, what's interesting about Back to Blood is they promise PvP, they promise instant replayability, they have the characters have specializations now. Like one of my favorite characters, Hoffman, which is a middle-aged white dude, he has a 1911, it's his signature weapon, and he has a chance to find ammo every time you kill someone there's also another character called holly where she gets a melee attack boost and things like that so as i said it's the spiritual successor to left for dead and left for dead 2 what's interesting is you know you have card system so you could get like extra perks and whatnot and then just because we get them the computer gets them too so the computer picks what power-ups and level-ups they want you know and to make it even more difficult. So it promises replayability. That's a game that I'm going to be playing heavy, 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 heavy. I'm really liking that. I'm liking that a lot. Then they said PvP. Uh, if you get the deluxe edition, if you pre-order the deluxe edition, you get to play it four days early. And you get all the year one content included, whatever that may be. They never showed any of that at the conference, which is what worries me. So we just going to have to wait and see. But again, that game looks very... Virtual successor to left 4 dead and i'm really happy with what i saw in regards to back and finally the last game i want to talk about is battlefield 2042 i'm a long time battlefield fan i've always played battlefield i started playing battlefield after black ops 2 black ops 2 was the last battle uh the last call of duty that i played after that i started to play Battlefield 3. I've played every Battlefield since then. I've played. Well, actually, no. The first Battlefield I played was back Company 2. I played the campaign of Bad Company 2, and I played a little bit of multiplayer, but I didn't really go too deep in the multiplayer of Bad Company 2 because I didn't really know what I was doing. And then I got Battlefield 3. The campaign of Battlefield 3 was just amazing. That middle, that Middle Eastern, that Iraqi, Afghanistan warfare. The night maps, the tanks, the conquest where you have the, the planes and tank battles jumping out of planes with parachutes and shit and rocket launchers and defibrillators reviving people and, and CQB stabbing with knives and shit. That was amazing for me. So I played it a lot. I think I have over 500 hours in each Battlefield game. I know 500 is a little bit considering what Battlefield is. But again I've played every Battlefield from Bad Company 2 all the way up to 5. My least played being a 5 because I just didn't like the way that game felt. I didn't like the controversy. With that game like i said at the beginning of the podcast i didn't like how the creator the director whatever the guy's name was basically put women in the game and i'm not shilling on women for those of you who are listening i'm just saying i also play battlefield for historical inaccuracy. you know bad company 2 that was made up we've never fought the russians other than the cold war and even then we didn't really fight battlefield 3 we were in the middle east so that makes sense battlefield 4 that could very well happen because we aren't that very friendly with china china we, we we get a lot of shit from them but i i think they would probably try to fuck with us if we pissed them off too much but you know we're also thousands of dollars in debt with them so yeah uh battlefield 4 i really like again it was a made-up scenario with china uh battlefield 1 was world war 1 battlefield 5 was world war 2 didn't really sit well and i like the revealing of battlefield 2042 because at this time activision and call of duty have gotten hella comfortable cold war Warzone, and modern warfare all within a year to two years apart from each other and they got comfortable because you know heavy hitter battlefield was not seen for a while because you know they shut down support for battlefield 5 after the ill-willed reception that it got and they came out the gate running with 2042 man that storm the tornado thingy and then how they had the elevator meme and they had the battlefield moment where the dude hopped out the the jet and he pulled out the bazooka and he hit the other dude and he flew back in to his jet that was crazy and then how they had the uh the uh the c4 in the trailer where they had the, the doom buggy filled with c4 and they ran it into the little board what bro that was sick that was sick i don't care what anyone says i'm excited for 2042 but the only thing that i don't like is I don't like how they have a specialist system now. I know they've always had specialist systems in Call of Duty. I mean, in Battlefield. But I don't like how they got the... It it seems like they're going the Call of Duty specialist route instead of staying to the Battlefield specialist route with grappling hooks and all that. But, excuse me. But, you know, we're going to have to see. We're going to have to see. I'm still going to get the game. One thing I don't like about it is I don't like how EA... As slated if you get the standard edition on ps4 or last gen xbox you would have to pay for it again when you get the newer xboxes and the new ps5 so you'd have to pay a 10 dollars upcharge because i believe it's like 70 bucks standard on ps5 but if you get the gold edition for 100 bucks you get a knife a charm and a bunch of other things which is cool but i don't see the point and you get the year one pass but we don't know what the year one passes which is fine, but for $100, it's like, come on, bro. You could have gave us the cross-gen bundle in the standard edition just for pre-ordering it. You get me? Like, if I pre-order a game, I should get the cross-gen bundle included. But, it is what it is. Now, one thing that I'm, I want to see happen in Battlefield 5, I mean, not Battlefield 5, 2042, is the levolution. i wonder is that tornado only on that specific one map that we saw or are they gonna have different revolutions throughout the maps like how remember the skyscraper in battlefield 4 you know in that map i forgot it was uh i forgot the name of the map but like you could be fighting on the skyscraper and then out of nowhere it would collapse like that'd be pretty cool so i wonder is or uh, there was another oh, shit. I can't. I can't remember it this time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Forget that. But I, I wonder if they're gonna have a big map evolution like that on each map. Now I'm okay with the hardware limitations. You know, uh, PS5, Xbox X, they get 128 players. Last gen PS4 and Xbox get 64. That's cool. With me. What I don't. What I don't think is cool is if me, I'm on four, and a buddy of mine on the five want to play together we can't which i don't think is fair i think that you know they should bump him into a 64 player lobby so we could play together i don't think it's fair but other than that i'm impressed with what i saw what else did i see what else did i see um other than that i didn't really see much i didn't really see much that i like honestly but yeah this episode i know i'm five minutes over but i just want to say thank you guys for tuning into this I know I'm a little bit late. I know all the hype surrounding these games are late. But I just want to thank you guys for tuning in to episode 3 of the Sleepless Demon Show. And I hope you guys had a great day. I hope you guys are hydrated. I hope you guys are safe wherever you are. Take care. Be safe. And I love you. Peace out, guys.